When you're a jet, you're a jet All the way from your first cigarette To your last dying day When you're a jet, let them do what they can You've got brothers around, you're a family man You're never alone, you're never disconnected You're home with your own Companies expected, you're well protected Then you are set with a capital J Which you'll never forget till they cart you away When you're a jet, you stay a jet This is Peter Barnes and you're listening to the NYJ Couch Couch Podcast Welcome, everybody, to the New York Jets Couch Couch Podcast. This is your host, Peter Antonelli, here with my co-host, Justin Schwendeman. What's going on, Jet fans? Producer and editor in the background, as usual, David Schwendeman. 1-0, starting off on the proper foot. Let's go, baby. Preseason progression translated to the regular season. A lot of positive signs. The place was electric it was i'll loud, tell you that right man. now even that from, was so nice to even hear. from home it was very very loud man that Loved was it that was nice to hear we had pops in the building the wife Brittany, little low the godfather geo and the beautiful lonnie hanging out so had a blast out there jets put on a good show 12 was happy to up. see fireman ed back you're talking oh, 12 yeah, man that's right fireman ed came back at the perfect time hey man. it may be cheesy but you said it yourself Growing up, that was part of being at the stadium. That yep. was part of the whole atmosphere. That was so. my man. I met him when I was real young. He was my man ever since. I thought it was classy. Jets come away 31-10 here. And Brandon Marshall takes the time to give the first touchdown ball to him. That's why I felt it it deserved the time on here. Bowles gets the game ball. We're handed over from Brick, and he earned it, man. Yep. Four penalties. Four penalties I, I the whole the game. Co- I, we saw that in quarters last year. I think the coaching job was outstanding. And just like to say, I think we had 17 penalties in that one game in the preseason. And, and, and since then, he fixed it. He went into the he went into the to the dungeon and he fixed it, man. I thought it was great. I just felt there wasn't the 12th man on the field. There wasn't the burning of timeouts in the third quarter. And for a guy who, yeah, he he had a couple games under his belt with Miami as an interim coach. Which I was impressed. He's now four and one overall as a head coach. I didn't realize he coached them for a month. Just you know what I mean? Slipped the mind there. But it's an impressive stat in and of itself. Uh I just felt like he had a nice grasp. And being there, you don't get the shots of the sideline like you got watching it in H D, you know what I mean? But we didn't look like a group that wasn't ready. They did drive down the field early. It looked like it was going to be one of those classic, oh, man, opening drive touchdown. Bang! Calvin Pryor, Demario Davis, end of that drive. That was it. End right of that, that drive. Changed, that changed the game for me. Those were the type of plays that toward the latter stages, and some could argue throughout his tenure, Rex's defense didn't come through with. And those were the drives that were backbreakers at the end of halves and backbreakers to open up games. I th- I think at the at the later part of Rex's career here, but I think early part we were a, we were a bend but no we break had a top defense. Two, top we, three defense. We I a, hear you. We were a bend no break defense. Like I think Bowles is also a, a bend but don't break. We're going to see a lot of them drop. I think we're going to see a lot of teams driving us all the way to the red zone and us stopping them somehow. You have said that before. I, I hope that's not the case. I know, me either, Field but I think that's what we're going to get. Part of football, though. We're going to get that a lot. 
We're going to get that a lot. And you saw some of the quarterbacks get in the way. Obviously, we don't have Sheldon out there, so it's a little different. There's one less talented player out there. But I thought the quarterback got more yards Sheldon's a top five yard player in the I game, like. no matter who you're playing against or with for the Jets. I just, the kid is that talented. Yeah, I just think that the quarterback got, the quarterbacks got so much yards on their feet. On their feet. It was just too much for me. Well, before we get into anything more with the game, let's talk starting off the game in actives. You said quarterbacks there, obviously Geno. Devin Smith talked a lot how he was ruled probable, and he wasn't playing, missed a lot of time. When they they did change that ruling, kind of felt maybe they would throw him three, four snaps, get his feet wet. But Bowles even said going into this week, Monday night against Indy, he's kind of got to see Devin Smith take a hit or two in practice, how he responds, and... It's, it's nothing wrong with taking a patient approach for a guy that you feel is going to be here a long pa- time. Definitely be patient with the rookie. I definitely <laughs> don't want to make anything worse than it already is. And it looks like we need a, we need a receiver at his, his, with his speed. It looks like Curly's not getting that. So uh. I, I, think that, I think that Devin Smith coming back can help us a lot. Yeah, it's very sad to talk about Curly. It's yeah, upsetting. Yeah, uh, I, do. I don't know what to think about it. One offensive snap. One offensive snap. Listen, we'll get there. The main reason I wanted to bring up this inactive list and steer this here, Dexter McDougal. I was shocked. You shouldn't have been, though. Because what did you say about your boy Darren Walls and my boy Marcus Williams in the preseason? I just Special thought, teams demons. Yeah. They were our opening gunners. Yeah, you got They're our point. starting gunners. So for a corner that's that far down our depth chart with the talent we have there, you have to contribute on special teams. And if they don't see Dex... Maybe a little undersized to do anything other than gunning or being out wide. Let me, let me, you don't fit. Let me, let me take back my word. I'm, I wasn't shocked. I was uh, surprised in the fact that Dexter McDougal didn't show up. You know what I mean? He, he's just he, he, he didn't show up in preseason. He didn't show up in, 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 in training camp for me. And, and this proves it. He wasn't dressed on week one. That's, that's what I don't it think is. that proves it at all. I, I actually do disagree with you there. But I, I'd like to move on because we got a lot on the docket here. Zach Stacy, I felt that was halfway a surprise. Uh, two running backs, you know what Over I mean? Tommy, Tommy. <clears throat> yeah, and and they went to Tommy and got stuffed. Yeah. I mean, I'm not putting it all on him. Our offensive line didn't get very push, very good push in the middle. Or leverage on that. Cleveland, play was Cleveland is a good run run defense defense. Yep. And to be honest, they they gave me better pass protection than I was expecting. So I'm kind of willing to give to get a little bit there. Jarvis Harrison, speaking of the offensive line, and Ben Ajelana. Were you at all surprised that Brent Quayle gets the gets the shoulder pads and the helmet and Ben Ajelana didn't? I was a little bit just because I had him on my fifty three, even just backing up backing up the brick or something like that or anybody out there. So uh, yeah, I was a little shocked. But Quale did his thing out there when he was in, when he was called. Um I was fine with it. No problems. I, I was surprised, honestly. They went with the, the young guy who they obviously do like, as we spoke about, over a guy like Ajelano who's got a little more time in the league and is a little more comfortable with a season opener. So I, I think it showed some, some good faith in quality. Uh, nose tackle Deion Simon, which really no surprise there. Hey, you, T.J. Barnes has yeah, the upper hand. Man. Yeah, and not only that, but you got to be a ball player to get into this rotation right That's now. That's right. His kid's got a little learning to do, so... Skipping game and jumping a little afterwards. Fantastic news on Crow. 
Fantastic news on Malden. I, I really thought we lost both players so did, in those stats. So did I. I think that was. I think that even from home, it looked it looked bad both ways. Um, I I felt very bad for the players. Um, I hope they get back soon and healthy. I hope Malden's okay. Malden had to be go rushed to the hospital as well. Kept his they kept his helmet on, took the face mask yeah. off. It was hey, you take every scary. precaution. Yeah, Why no, not? I, we I, have the I ability agree. to do it that was, now. It was, it was scary. It was scary for Malden. Crow, you just got a feel for him at that point. But to find out that it's just a knee a knee sprain. I think it is going to be some time, though. No, I not... definitely think four weeks. I think four I can weeks. see four weeks. That's yeah, a good number. I, I can see That's four weeks. That's a good weeks. number. The same for Malden. I see four weeks for Malden, maybe three to four nah. weeks. He's got a bad concussion. I think that the protocol is going to hold him back four weeks. Uh, okay, I, I'll go three. I'd be willing to get on board I want. I always say three, but his two, was so bad. Two, I feel like, is going to be the new number, especially when it's one that's evident to the public eye, two's going to be the new number. So with him, I mean, my, my father sitting there. We were sitting up top, which another thing about MetLife, I knock it as much as anybody. We were knocking it going in. But we had some seats up in the clouds, and we had a good view of that game. But my father said, I don't know what it was. He caught my eye, and I was watching him come off. It was on the Revis fumble recovery where he almost scored. He said he just dropped. Just dropped out of nowhere. That's scary. Yep. That's scary. Very so scary, man. I, I, I hear you with the extended time. I would just be willing to go three. I think it's great feeling in all extremities. They yep. kept him overnight for precautions. The thing with Crow is he, you don't see a non-contact injury so far away from the ball. If you remember, that play was bounced out to the other boundary. You don't see non-contact away from him that much, and it's not season ending and it's it not torn ligament it reminded me of the Darrell Rivas ACL injury that's what that's, I was getting at it there, definitely yeah. reminded me of that I mean that's Rivas they were coming at him but he was adjusting to kind of whoever was here watching the game with angle. us I said the same thing to them this reminds me of the Darrell Rivas it was non-contact we saw it on Darrell's face we knew we thought we saw it on Crow's face last yesterday he looked absolutely you never want to say that you never want to see the wheels hit the turf and on both you saw the cart come out and he put the he put the towel over his head like he thought he was done. I, yeah. I, he looked devastated. It was it was like we said, dodged a bullet. Yep. Really feel like we dodged a bullet. And how insane is it? You could have Antonio Cromartie and D Milner hitting a defense that we think is is going to be upper echelon. You could have them both hitting a defense at the same time, coming off. I don't, I don't know. Coming into the New England game. Or maybe a week or two before the second New England game. Because if I remember right, we played them twice in about a four-week span. That's big time. That's, that's a lot of talent that could be hitting a good unit. And and I wanted to touch on something with you if we could do it quick. Let's just say theoretically Crow, God forbid, would have had a bad knee injury. Would you have spent the rest of this year teaching him the free safety position in our defense? Not saying teaching it to him. He's not on the field. but Talk about Crow. X's and O's, yeah. Would you have spent the rest of this year where he's rehabbing and all that, teaching the free safety position and possibly looking at 2016 if you're getting rid of a Gilchrist or he transitions over and rotates with a Gilchrist? I want to say, you just brought up Gilchrist. I thought I thought Gilchrist was all over the field. I thought he played well. I thought Gilchrist played fairly well, too. Yeah, I think Gilchrist yeah, played did. really well. So, so I want to just point that out. But, yeah, I would do that. I would definitely. I think Crow is a smart guy where he, he would know – um, um, strategy wise, where the free safety would so be I'm saying, playing, and he's free, such, your natural talent. Yeah, he's over. he he's a very smart player. I don't think he gets enough credit for that because sometimes he lacks. He does take plays off, 
but I think that he he gets a lot of slack for not not everybody not knowing how smart he really is. He's a really smart player, so I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have that would help him definitely doing the extra zones. But I think that he doesn't have that much to learn to play that position. All right, well, it was an idea that I definitely kicked around there because I really think the guy could be dynamite at it. But me too. I don't want to go there anymore. I'd like to touch on what you just said, but not in terms of taking plays off, but just what are you doing on certain plays? The touchdown. He opened the front door and yeah. let him run it was really a just bad. flat go route. And then it looks like he's gaining on him a little bit, and the kid just outruns him. And I don't expect him to catch Gabriel. That's one of the fastest players in the NFL, but he kicked it into that Florida State gear, and then, and then it was gone. But, I mean, he bailed. He backpedaled. He bailed. And then he bowed. And he bowed out on running. The kid ran straight and looked up. Manziel would have been hard to miss him. I think he didn't have the receiver in his eyes. I thought it was just a, a bonehead play by Camardi. Um, obviously, I stand up for him, but I couldn't stand up for him there. I was actually getting hated on because of all my love for him. So I, I felt it. I saw it. I admitted up to it. He, he, it was a bonehead play. He played it horrible. He never looked at the receiver. He was looking at the quarterback the whole time, guessing where he might go. That's why he hesitated back. Too much guessing. That's, That's why he holds exactly. as well. He held, he, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a physical guy. We want him to be physical, though. He, he, there's some positive as of his physicalness. But I definitely think that he, he, he definitely a bonehead play. That's all I can say about him, man. His voice is killing me. Excuse me for it, guys and girls, because... Uh, we, we were getting loud. Yeah, we were we getting loud yesterday. Speaking of guys who played well, well, we touched on a few in terms of Gilchrist. Go ahead. I didn't see any crack this week, man. Big Willie. I did not Big see any Big Willie. You want to talk about Gilchrist looking good and maybe surprising a little bit. Willie Cologne surprised the shit out of me. Yes. And I said the middle of the line didn't get that much push, but Willie's problem is pass protection. And we didn't have a problem Let me in see. pass protection. I, I want to give credit to Willie. Willie played excellent. Willie played excellent. Showed the league. He's in a... I know the... I know... Uh, one, game, football. one game. We're not putting him... Oh, I know, we're not I saying know. what a great I'm decision just, it was. But saying, I want to give credit where credit's Yeah, there. and not only the, are we giving him credit, though. The pro football talk giving him credit, too. They put a little article about how he's just, he got the second best rating out of all football players in the, yesterday on Sunday's games. So I, I, I'm just saying he's getting some recognition. So he's got to hold that. He's got to hold I that. I want to see that trend. That's what I was going to say. That. Because you know what? Willie's the type of nasty SOB that'll bring that week one and he's going to empty the bucket for you and bring everything he's got. But you got to sustain it to do what he's we want to do. He's got to be consistent if he wants to keep that. But I just want to give him credit. But I want to give credit to the offensive line. No sacks. Mm -hmm. Very good thing. Mm -hmm. Very good thing. Um, Fitz was I, cool, calm, exactly, and collected. Exactly. I thought, I thought it was great. I thought they looked great. I told We talked about for 35 episodes how we think that the offensive line is the scariest part of our team and what we're most worried about. They played excellent. I have nothing, but no, nothing else to say about them. They played excellent. Main reason they're getting the praise they're getting here starts up front. And in my opinion, the most important part of a game is the running game. That it literally starts up front. Chris Ivory and Bilal Powell oh balled goodness. out. First of all, I would like to thank Chan Gailey and the new offensive regime because I want Ivory getting touches. I want Ivory in the game majority of the time, and you saw enough of that. But Bilal Powell played a lot of snaps and had some meaningful touches, so thank you. Let me say that. 
Chris Ivory is a beast, man. And he's probably the only player Feed that... Feed the beast. He's literally the only comparison I can see in the league to Marshawn Lynch in the running style that they have. You've said that. Peter said, said that many times. Marshawn Lynch is the top times. back, and he is, in my eyes, second to none behind Marshawn Lynch. And every player after the game says Chris Ivory is the workhorse of our team. He's, he's the one who starts everything. He's the engine. Pay that, man. Exactly. Pay that, exactly. man. Let me, let, me, let me throw out some stats for you here for Chris Ivory, though. He, 63 of his 91 yards came after uh, contact. Duh. He had two touchdowns and 4.6 <laughs> yards of carry. Bilal Powell, 5.2 yards of carry. I think that's awesome. Powell showed great bursts as he's shown surprising bursts throughout exactly. this offseason. But I think the 61 yards after contact is uh, 63 yards, sorry, after contact is, is how about, awesome. How about two times Dante, quote unquote, hitting a meeting Ivory in the open field? The touchdown run, Ivory looked back like, child, please. Yeah, man. Are you coming? I'm telling you, man, this kid's just getting into his prime. He's got a lot of tread on those tires. Who do we thank for Ivory coming here? What did you say? Who do we thank for Ivory coming here? Who do we thank? Go ahead. You say it. No, I'm asking you. John Edzik. Yeah, you got to. John Edzik. I've just got to say there's one positive out of John. Who's the contract genius that gave him three years? John Edzik. <laughs> so you want me to give you the other end of that? There turn it, it is. around every now time. Now we got to huh? pay him, and now we'll, I hope you we'll, don't want Marshawn. We'll turn money. it around every time. I hope you don't want Marshawn. The thing that stood out to me, though, with Bilal was that blitz pickup. That blitz pickup, it was it was early on, but the guy just does it so consistently. I think he, he is just a consistent player in all aspects of the game. I think that he, he plays all aspects of the game. He's a smart player. I, I just think that, that no matter what you ask him to do, he goes out there and does it. And it looks like he does it without flash, quietly, uh, s- sly and slick. I love it. I love, how, I love how Powell runs. Another little nice nugget you had stat-wise was 11-9 a catch. Which I'd be willing to just, I'm not big with stats, but I'd be willing to go out and say that was one of the Jets' higher totals. Three of our wide receivers are in double digits of yards of catch. Um, I think that Awusu, so, uh, uh, let's talk about Awusu a little bit. Awusu. Nice deep ball. Yeah, he came in there and, and played like he, 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 like he knew what he was doing. And he, sh- and he should know what he's doing, but he's young. And I didn't expect that. The last guy on the, the wide receiver roster... I just How about I, I Fitzpatrick? How about Fitzpatrick, a guy who I'm sure holds a lot of weight in his word and what's remembered about him. Chris Owusu is going to be a great player in this league. He's going to be around a long time. Yep. I mean, he's impressed some people here. And Lopresti actually was tweeting about it today. Well, I don't understand the release of Chris Owusu then is basically what he was getting at. And it was just, it was still baffling him that they allowed him to walk away for that, whatever amount of hours it was. Because they had such plans for him. I just, I got love for Jeremy Curley, man. So do and I. a lot of people are saying, who cares? Play his role. Be a punt returner, and if the team needs you, the team needs you, and collect your check. That's great, but I think Curley can help this offense. I definitely think that. And, I, and I've said this before on here, that, that Curley is the player that when we had no receivers, was, was playing the number one receiver spot and doing his best at it. You saw him try. Obviously, yeah, but if it's not good enough, it's not good enough. My point is, are we all wrong in thinking it is good enough? Is he the guy they want so that they can put the bigs in the slot in terms of Decker and Marshall? Nice. Is he the guy they want in Devin Smith's speed or Owusu's speed outside the hash? No. But Jeremy Curley can work a zone and get open. Yep. 
I, I just think Jeremy Curley offers a hell of a lot more than punt return duties because he doesn't offer much other than making a consistent catch on punt return. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I agree. He offers more to an offense, and if we're not going to use him, uh, that's not a guy I think keep him on a bench in case we need him. He's making close to, if not $4 million, and there's a hell of a lot of teams in this league that need wide receiver help. I agree. Cup bait I, if you, if this I is totally agree. If we're never going to see Jeremy Curley again on the offensive side of the ball, why keep him? Why have him around? I already feel bad. Because he's phenomenal depth, get, which we, we say we never had and we love having. And but you're doing a, a guy wrong who did a lot for you. And you know, and I'm, I was just about to get into that, that, that we're going to do him wrong here. And he's such a good teammate that he doesn't talk about that. He talks about, I'm going to I'm gonna play the role that I'm I need. I'm a starting part exactly. returner, and I'm going to get in where I fit in. Exactly. It was along the lines of the quote that he had. Exactly. And, and it really it shows the type of guy he is, the type of teammate he is. That's right. Let's talk about Muhammad Wilkerson type of situation he's been put in and the type of teammate he's been. Negotiations have, have ceased from the from the sound of it. No deal done. You're looking at now franchise tag or he's hitting the open market. I had my boy Mike Walls today. Mo hits the open market. I'm going after him if I'm the Giants. This guy would have found his way in our division or, or across town or just leave in general. It, it, it's a black mark. I it, think. It is. I think because of the depth of the defensive line, they are taking their sweet time to decide who they really want to keep here and who they really they have to get rid of one of them. So the numbers are only going up, though. Oh yeah, I get that. The numbers are only becoming more and more inflated, and when the TV deal hits, and when more money hits the cap, a deal like Eric Decker's that looks terrible will not look terrible two years from now if. He's still hanging around. A Muhammad Wilkerson making a $14 million will not look terrible when a 26-year-old 3-4 DN hits the market and makes 16-17 and he's an average ball player. I felt Tyrone Crawford in Dallas just got a fair deal. A Tyrone Crawford three years from now with, with the new money and projections, he may be a $15 million player. The Muhammad Wilkerson deal wouldn't look bad or won't look bad. I don't like this position that we've put ourselves in. You have right now your best two and and two available defensive linemen and snacks, Damon Harrison and Muhammad Wilkerson with their contracts up. You got a seven point eight million dollar option year tacked on to Quentin Copels. It's 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 gonna get interesting. I I don't like what's going on with Mo. He's a hometown kid. He's groomed here. He should be kept here. Yeah, I definitely think that we're doing him wrong at this point. I told you that I thought it was going to be a midseason deal going on, and it still possibly can happen. But um, yeah, they, at this point, with all this news coming out of him just playing without a deal, is uh, a little upsetting. A little upsetting, especially for this regime that I'm start. I liked from the start. Still liking. It's just a little upsetting. A little. Um, Little. I agree. I think I think you said it perfectly already. It's, it's a good word because this was something that was kind of close to maybe almost done under it. Zick, they had to start from scratch. And this was something that we were told, not saying lie, just couldn't get it done. But we were told money out, money's allocated for Mo. We got money for Mo. It's going to get done. We're going to approach this after the draft. You know what I mean? It's just we're all guessing dates this is going to get done, and it didn't. And... I'm starting to cast a lot of doubt if it will. Another, talk about another defensive line, though. Uh, Leonard Williams is a beast, man, and is exactly what everybody told us he was going to be uh, and exactly what we thought with the third round. We knew he was going to get a As solid, good, good player. But this kid, 
This kid is unbelievable. And, and the whole and the whole game, today. the whole game, I'm just watching him. I'm I was just strict on Leonard Williams. I just wanted to see what he had, and he had it all, man. He had it all. He don't look out of place by any means. You see how you see how tough he was on himself. He's a, I gotta get in better shape. I, he needs I, to run after yeah, practice. Yeah, man, that's the number six overall pick. He was told he was the man. Told he was the best in the draft. Had, did his thing in the preseason. Safety sacks. Was told he was the man again. And he's willing to come out after a twenty-one point win, which me and my father are sitting there. And how sad this is to his to admit. When was the last time we had a twenty-one point win? You know what I mean? You think of a couple blowouts. We blew out Tampa a few years ago. We had the Colt 41 nothing win and with Pennington. But how many times did the Jets have a 21-point win? It doesn't happen a lot. It, it, it does it, not it happen, doesn't happen a lot. much, but he's critiquing himself. After a good performance, a nice play to start the game, he didn't have the energy. I just think that we just... In my eyes, he doesn't look like a rookie. In my eyes, he looks like a solid defensive lineman. Obviously, he's not a pro bowler yet, and we haven't seen much of him that way. But I just think he's a, he looked so like he knew what he was doing. He looked so in the flow. He looked like he was strong. He looked like he was hard to, hard to block. That's I a just, grown man. Yep. That is that's a, grown, a 21 grown that's, man. That's, that's, that's the big cat part two. Yeah, yeah, we talked let me, about let why me he say, took the number. Big Cat Part 1 was in the house. Yes, he was. He, that was a classy move by the Jets. The Brady killer in my just, eyes. That, that little coincidence there was nice. You want to talk about a guy who is no longer a rookie and maybe looked a little bit as advertised on Sunday? Calvin Pryor, man. I got to say... I talked a lot of smack. I still talk smack. I'm not on the oh, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not on the boat yet. Nice performance. Tap on the tush. Yes. But I need another one now. You, you did a great. You did a great job. But you got to play. You got to play 16 games, buddy. You got to play 16 games. And please don't take the angle wrong. Play geometry, baby. De- geometry. <laughs> I'm telling you. I man. tell you what. We were up there in the stadium, and we all. I mean, the whole section, not just who we were with. We all thought Didi forced the fumble. I come back. Nope. I'm watching the first quarter last night. Calvin. Calvin coming underneath. I felt he over-pursued but caught the leg on the tight end early. But you, you can't bring up Calvin and compliment without at least he was cooked. A better throw, and we got a chunk play early in the game. So We know there was mistakes there, but I just want to say that he was around the ball a lot. That's yes, 10 tackles. Had good coverage in the end zone he, as well he, when, when the chips are on the table. Something I can never take away from him is that he is always around the ball. He always has been. He actually he has to clean yeah, he just doesn't up. bring the ball down. Exactly. Much. He never brings anything down at no. that point. So, But that and, and forcing the fumble, I think that you have to give him, again, a pat on the tush, pat on the back, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think... He did great. Talking about safety, though, I want to get back into Gilchrist real quick. What? I think Gilchrist played excellent. I think Gilchrist looks like a, a, a good veteran that knows what he's doing, calling out players where they should be, and being around the ball as well. Both our safeties were around the ball all the time, all day. I like that you went there, but I just want to – I have no problem if I don't hear Marcus Gilchrist much. Yeah. I, I got no to. problem if I don't see Marcus Gilchrist on the television you know screen we're gonna all hear that much. Him? You know when we're going to hear his name? When we play the Patriots and Gronk is on the field. I think I that's the one time, agree. The one time this absolutely season agree. that we're going to hear his name. You know what? Where I also think we're going to hear his name is going to be a couple tip balls. And we're going to have possibly a true free safety that can maybe come down with him. I think he's the player that's just always in the place at the right you time. You know who he reminds me of gameplay-wise and bigger body, a little faster, but Eric Coleman. Remember Eric Coleman, that rookie My man, year? He was, he was a steady guy. Yeah. He knew he was there, made a couple big plays. I think Gilchrist can do this for this for this defense. I, I think Gilchrist, 
seems like he could, he's to me he's a much better hitter than Eric Coleman. I think that Gilbert's you want to talk about a hitter? How about David Harris on that blitz? Ooh. Harris picked up that running back and dropped him with the quarterback. That's basically. what that's what a ten year vet right yeah, there. That's, 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 that's a that's a ten year vet man. That's a, that's an old man right there still still producing at a very high level. Sticking with the defensive backs here. You felt Revis looked a little sluggish. I did. I, I I texted you that earlier that I think that Revis Revis is Revis, and I'm never and I'm never going to take away that he's still the best cornerback in the league. I think that out of all the cornerbacks, though, he had one of obviously Cromarty. Let me let me restate that. I am dumb. Marcus Williams. Yeah, no, but I'm saying Cromarty had the worst day. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Cromarty had the worst day, but Revis was right up there. Marcus Williams and Buster Screen, I thought, had the best day. But uh, I think I don't even think they looked at Buster Screen, exactly. which is the ultimate compliment. He's a freak, man. Um, but I think that that Revis is 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 Revis. He was just a little sluggish. I think going against speedy guys, out. going against speedy guys, and and he's getting on the older side. He's not the fastest, but he knows how to stick with the receiver. He's very physical. He gets a hand on you; it's over for you. Don't matter how big or how fast you are. So I'm not going to say that Revis is taking a step back. I just think Revis looked a little sluggish for me for a first game. Didn't hurt us in any way. Does it? It'll never hurt us, I think, in any way. So I, I think it was fine that way. I think Darrell did fine. I just thought he was a little slow. Do you agree? Yes and no. He's the ultimate technician. I, I think what you're saying a little slow. Darrell's the type of guy he kicks that baby on, and then he shows off the speed when he needs it. But very rarely does does he have to be arms flailing and and really going a thousand miles an hour because he's always in good position with good technique. I think Revis will be just fine. That's 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 nobody I'm worried about right now. I'm not worried. I just wanted to point it out. Two places I want to go before we wrap it up here. First point, Ryan, as you would say, noodle on Fitzpatrick. You gonna you gonna drop the name yet? No, nah, I'm not dropping the name. I'm not dropping the name. I think he needs one or two more weeks. But I think <laughs> so sincere. That specific timeline, I love it. One one two more weeks. If he plays this well, he played well. He played excellent. I thought he played smart. I thought he played uh, 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 intelligent. I, th- I thought he uh, didn't turn the ball over. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Uh, yes, he did. But you know who but Brandon Marshall it? made my second point. Grown man play right That's there. That's right. So in Game my changing. In my eyes, he didn't turn the ball over. Everything was good at the end of that play. So let's just say Fitzpatrick played excellent. I think Gibson made a really good play on that ball Great anyway. Great play on that ball. So That's what not, I said at the stadium. So let's not, let's not blame Marshall on there. Prediction for Monday night. 24-21, New York Jets. 24-20, you're taking the Jets. I'm going to say 27-23, Indy. I got to give it to them. They got smacked last week. It's their home opener. I felt we were going to get tripped up. I think maybe we do. I hope we don't, though, baby. Till next week, Jet fans, let's get one. 1-0, one baby. Have a great week, Jet fans. One, two, three. And a-